Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Bibi Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Earth School. And I'd like to welcome my little co-host, Bibi Dalman, as always. Welcome, Bibi. Hi, good to be back. So we're sort of expanding and sort of going a little, not tangent really, but sort of following the thread of our little business series and moving towards sort of expanding outwards into sort of, I see the ripples, the water that comes from that there. And sometimes even before arriving at working in, in working in general, creating a business, mm. expressing ourselves in the world, whether it's through our art or music or just through through raising our family, through being in our relationships, um, we're going to come back to sort of the little seed that is within us all and going to explore our dharma, our purpose, what that sort of means to us. What is that? Where do we start with it? Because it sometimes feels like this elusive thing mm-hmm. that we have to find somewhere hidden, you know, at the back of the couch, beneath all everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we'll dive into that and see what comes from the space. <laughs> BB, mm. <laughs> Dharma, purpose, what does it mean to you? Uh, to me, it's it means spinning off the way we defined in the previous series, a soul-led business. To me, it's, it's a soul-led life, you know? So, I mean, it's really hard to, I think, to define it in that. It is and it isn't hard to define it. Um, but because it's to me it's a felt experience it can be hard to find words for it but it is an i suppose words that we use as maybe we hear that that goes into that my purpose like what's my reason for being here on this planet and i think it's really interesting that we go straight to to the idea of work you know what's mm-hmm. my purpose what's my work which i think shows the, the patriarchal structure again you know my reason for being if we kind of look at purpose in that way is not to not just to work, you know, but the idea of what's my purpose here is like, to me, looking at the idea from like an astrology chart, a human design chart, when you want it, it, it such, that gives us a blueprint of our sort of a, energetics, really. And to me, first, before we even go into our, a very defined version of what my purpose is in terms of a job, or how does it look in the material world, really, a purpose is to be us. And to ever grow a deeper understanding of who the hell we are you know and I think only by understanding who we are in our uniqueness in our connectedness do we start to get a glimpse of what it is that my job and I don't mean the J-O-B but what's my purpose here in this world you know um I think ultimately our purpose for all of us is to be ourselves Mm-hmm. And there's this beautiful quote by Ram Das, we're all just walking each other home, which to me always resonates with when we come to Dharma, you know, the fact that you're being you, you help me to walk home and me being me helping you to walk home. And, you know, the same interaction goes with everyone in our life. So really the first step, I think, in purpose is always to to acknowledge that and to um, start the journey in getting to know ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, we do get confused around it, it being a title mm. of something that we do. And it's it, it can be hard for people to accept that it's something that we are. Like, mm. 
Mm. It's how we live our life. It's how we think. It's how we breathe. It's how we interact with the world around us. Like that's all part of our expression of our purpose through ourselves. Like, do you know whether that's just in our normal day to day relationships, how we are meeting people who are out doing their jobs in the shops, how we're meeting people when we're sitting in a restaurant. That's all to me. It's all about the expression of self. Like, do you know, like and initially when we're maybe not aware of our conditioning we don't realize that a lot of our expression of ourself is through conditioning like through mm. what we've been told to be or how we should be and how we should show up and how what how you should speak what you should say you know how to fit into sort of the mold that's been given to you like and then as we begin to maybe become more aware of ourselves or begin to make sort of the courageous choices to live a little bit differently just within ourselves, within the way we think mm. not even about you know packing up the bags and going to live in a forest somewhere like do you know but it's about to me it's always about what's it look like in day-to-day mm. living life like mm. do you know like because we can all put our purpose into a little box and go live it like in a nine-to-five in some form of another mm. but to me it's like it, it's lives and breathes through us in every moment in our mm. day like so it's less about who am I and what I like you know my job title and how I'm doing it but more about like who am I and how can I just be this mm. and initially even just for myself because that's the hardest part like because I think a lot of times when we think of what's my purpose, what's my dharma, my job, um, it's so easy to get caught in this. And I have been and I am returning to that place, you know, like every human being back in this linear way of thinking that we're affecting people just consciously. So the idea that my purpose is to affect the world through my job. And then if it comes even from from that big heart center quality of like, I want to affect the world mm. in the most benevolent way, most potent way which is a really beautiful intention. But it at the core of it, it means that I'm affecting the world only through the things I consciously do. Whereas really I'm affecting the world with my conscious things, yes, but mostly with my own conscious stuff. <laughs> and so, you know, when we look at Dharma in, in that lens of how we are affecting the world around us, to me comes this idea of elevating our frequencies. You know, it's this idea of... Um, who am I? What sort of frequencies am I holding? What sort of energy emanates from me? You know, and how much of that am I aware of? And how much is actually conditioned, or and as a result of conditioning, has become suppressed? Whether it's suppressed anger, but also suppressed aspects of my light body that I am not letting out. You know, and so, but it's also what is being suppressed is also affecting the world around us. So I think. A lot of the times dharma is kind of described as you grow into your dharma, as if it's an external position that you grow into. I think of dharma on my soul purpose as like something that you, it's reversed, it's going inward into the heart. It, mm. It's something that you, to me, like I fall into my dharma when I peel away all the shit that I'm not. You know, all the conditioning, all the false beliefs, all the things where I've chickened out and start making peace with myself and making peace with the people around me. And like really that deep soulful work. And I think when we peel all of that off, what is left mm. is really who you really are. So you're falling back into your dharma. It's like, you know, when you have the tired day, you just fall back into your armchair or you fall into the embrace mm. of a loving person. To me, dharma has more that quality and we got to really, really watch that we don't patriarchize. Is that a word, Patriarchus? <laughs> that beautiful journey into Dharma and that self-reflection as like the carrot that dangles out there, right? It's like you have to do something so you get to that place that is outside of you and that's where your Dharma is mm-hmm. and that's when you're a good girl and a good boy and that's when you deserve respect. 
So it's the same mechanism that has us sort of exhausted and maybe in our day-to-day job or kind of you know left in kind of wondering what this whole life is about that's so that same mechanism is oftentimes i can see that well-intentioned often or unnoticed put onto dharma you know do abc and then you get to have that um whereas for me it's more of a, a falling back into that sense of who i who i really am and you know like the words of sovereignty and authenticity kind of swing with that in a way. And also this, this, the, the words of freedom in a way, you know, but more so not what other people define those words to be, but how you define them. You know, it's like taking back mm-hmm. that authority and the freedom to define yourself rather than you being a living reaction to the de- definitions of the world around you on, on you, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I think in a way it's like peeling off the layers and finding your dharma is then almost like a byproduct as in like the way you fall asleep not a byproduct but a result of you know the way you fall asleep you can't force yourself to sleep but you can set circumstances so it's more likely that you fall asleep and think with dharma it's very very similar it's it's not a straightforward line do abc and Mm. your dharma will will unveil itself to it to you you know it's so incredibly difficult different for each and every one of us it's difficult as well at times but different mm-hmm. and the time span is different and sometimes we get a grasp of it and then it's so elusive again um and to allow ourselves to to spiral through that you know sometimes we get ourselves and sometimes we don't have a freaking clue who we are and that's all part of dharma and in that way i think it probably takes a whole life to really grow into your dharma mm. yeah like because otherwise, what, what uh, excuse my language, is that effing point like, do you know, <laughs> know. like uh, in a sense, like it, it would make a massive difference if we all landed into this world and remembered it like, mm. you know, we'd live in a very different environment. But like, this is the school of life. Like, this mm. is where we are learning lots of crap about ourselves and the world we live in and everything that's built up around it and the foundations in which it is built like and the shifting and changing of those foundations. Like, so for me, like the the purpose I find sometimes can become the thing that we end up holding really tightly, trying to figure out and we're forgetting to live life. Like, Mm. you know, we're forgetting to actually live our purpose, like live ourselves, live the expression of ourselves through life because we're so fixated on, I need a label. I need someone to stick on myself to say that I am, this is my purpose here now. Like, and we forget, like to me, it's like, like it's a mystery like mm. you may have an idea of what it is at this moment in time but I really hope that changes like oh, you yeah. know like you might not like me for saying that but I really hope it changes not because it's not the right one but, but because as you grow and evolve that you allow that to grow and evolve like mm. and usually what you find is at the end of sort of like in a sense at the end of the life cycle like but there'll be a red thread connecting them all like mm. And probably in that moment, you go, oh, actually, that's what it was about. Do you know, like, because we're not me- meant to sort of know it the whole way forward, like, because otherwise, where's the mystery in life? Like, mm. and the accepting of stepping into different things and relationships and challenges and facing all those parts. If we already know, you know, what I'm going to get from this here, like, I know by leaving my job, I'm going to get this. Usually we have to take that leap of faith and go, OK, I don't know what's next, but I'm willing to. Mm just drop this down a little bit so I can start putting my hand out towards something else. So for me, it has to hold this level of mystery, which is a bit of a pain in the butt at times. But 
this mystery of it will change and it kind of has to because it's a living, breathing thing, like just mm-hmm. like you are. So it's to give it that space for magic to evolve in it, like because sometimes our mind can only imagine certain things, like based on what we've maybe seen to date, maybe based on our programming as well. Like, mm-hmm. so only this is possible, like, do you know, like where else now we're able to look, do you know, like when I was, like when I was getting careers guidance you know, in school, they give you, like it was two career guidance lessons, like you'll figure out your career in two goes. And I was like, oh, well, I was saying, you're tall, so you can be a guard. And I was just, even then I was like, that makes no goddamn sense, none whatsoever. And then in general, <laughs> in our school, it was, you can be a teacher and there's nothing wrong with being a teacher. But I was like, seriously, there's and even then I was like, there's bound to be more to choose from than that box. Mm. Like, do you know, like seriously, like, and that literally was the full conversation. And you didn't, it wasn't even a conversation. That was the full telling off it, like sort of thing. Whereas now, do you know, like, I think people have so much more wider perspective of actually anything is mm. possible. Like, do you know, like if I want to throw these little things into the mix, they can be there. Like, but I think a lot of it is like allowing ourselves to see things very differently and the and what it means to be an expression of our purpose, like to let go of it. It has to be, you know, the name tag and what I do. And actually like this, this, this part of me that loves just to sit down and rest, that's a part of the expression of myself. Mm-hmm. This part of me that loves to sit out in nature, that's a part of me. Part of me that loves to listen to music, that's a part. Do you know, so all different parts of us. And to me, it's like leave space for yourself to grow when we say grow into it, it's not outside of you. You're growing into yourself. Like mm-hmm. you're becoming who you've always been that way. Like, but it's just that we forget that it's inside because it's so much more easier to sell to you if we tell you it's outside of you. And <laughs> I'll be able to tell you your purpose. Yeah. I, I have all the answers. I can definitely tell you your purpose. And I can't because I'm like, why would I want to? You know, you're going to miss out and finding all of that for yourself. And when you really find that for yourself, I think you really take it in so much more. Because you've lived it, you've grown from it, you've gone through all the life experiences to claim it as well. Like you know, you've gone on the pilgrimage, and you keep finding it. You know, like you yeah. said so aptly, that this is the current expression of my purpose. You know, and 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 in two weeks it looks different, in five years it looks different. And one thing I've learned, being sort of on the spiritual journey, is that it. The revelation usually doesn't come where you're looking for for it, you know? <laughs> so, uh, like, I have a sneaky suspicion, fast forward a hopefully good few years, but when I'm at that point to pass on, looking back, the red thread in my life, I'm like, hopefully look back and go like, yeah, I thought it was all in my work expression, and I've honed that, and I <laughs> didn't actually see that the purpose was in all those other relationships and all those other encounters, mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing the red thread there, and I'm like, oh my God, hopefully I'll go out with this you know, forehand against or hand against the forehead kind of smack of realization. It's like, holy shit, that's what it was all about, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I hope that there's gonna be a lot of surprises between now and then as well, you know? Um, because the other thing is as well, we're so goal oriented and Dharma gets gone in there. What do we actually expect when we live or work our purpose? Like what do we think like like what what like I think we often want that and we take that on partly because I do feel we all have an inner search to find ourselves and remember ourselves mm. but also partly because it's sold to us you know so I'm like okay what's gonna happen then like what is my expectation definition of that and 
you know, there is a, because then purpose can become just like another goal, you know, it's like goal setting, purpose setting. <laughs> and um, years ago, I think it was about 10 years ago, I read a book of uh, by Danielle Laporte. I read a good few of her books, so I don't quite know which one it was, but she was sort of at the time, one of the first few who redefined goal setting by going, okay, so what what is your goal? You know, let's say you want that particular house. So go into the feeling behind that. What are you hoping mm. that house, that goal will make you feel? And then start to realize where can you feel like this already on the journey to? Because we so often live through that vast des- desert between where we are and then our goal is there. Mm. And so we create goals and then we just like hate ourselves in our life until we reach the goals. And then we celebrate them for two seconds, like a pay rise, right? It's great. And then six months later, you kind of forgot about it because you adjusted and you set the next goal. So we're going through desert by desert by desert with these little highlights of our goals. And so she has, for me at the time, totally redefined how we can look at goals. To me, how to actually feminize goal setting in that way. Or not even feminize, but the yin quality, you know, versus like that that driving force all the, all the way. is like how, like, what do I expect that goal to bring me my life and how can I access that quality right here right now all the way along so when we take that idea and bring it on to purpose what is it that I expect when I slide into my purpose and I have a definition and I live it consciously how do I expect I feel then like what do I feel my life's going to look like then so is it a sense of belonging maybe a sense of I have a right to be here maybe a sense of worthiness you know and it's different for all of us so, but what is it that you're expecting to feel when you would go like, I've reached my purpose? And then how can you create a life where you feel now in this moment, belonging, self-worth mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So we take that driving force out of this purpose because I feel the more we push in and drive it, the more elusive it becomes. And the more we start to understand ourselves and all the ways in which we are in between us and ourselves, the quicker we understand that, the more we fall into our purpose, I feel. Because mm. you really, in a way, you cannot be not your purpose. <laughs> like, do you know, tr- try and be like your mate. You're not going to talk like your mate. You don't think like your mate. You certainly don't have the same preferences as your mate. It's like impossible. It's impossible to not be you. What's possible is to be conditioned and bent and dent a little bit. Like that puzzle mm. piece, you know, in a jigsaw where you just take the edges off and you, you know, cover the, the colors a little bit. But essentially, cannot be not you. So I think we live in times where on one hand, it has been very elitized. This is for the highly spiritual. They get to live the purpose. And on the other hand, it has been very brought into the mainstream and flattened the lowest common denominator by my course. And I'm going to promise you purpose and in brackets what nobody says is I promise you happiness <laughs> you know and so mm-hmm. it, it's to me it's it's nowhere in between there it's it's a conversation between you and yourself and that's not to say that courses can be really helpful and there's a lot of incredible people that are putting really really good stuff out there it's it's, it's not that it's not about at all what others offer but it's like the reason why you engage in that if you engage mm-hmm. in that because you feel a sense of lack right here that's the issue whereas if you can feel a sense of self-worth and going like yeah let me figure out how you can bring that into the world that's a totally different way of engaging with something yeah mm-hmm. I think like it comes sort of runs similar to sort of the healing journey. Sometimes we can think, well, if I know my purpose, then sure, life will be so much easier. Yeah. And I don't think that's fully true. No. Do you know? Because I know people who are living their purpose beautifully and they still meet challenges in life 
all mm. of the time. Like, do you know, like they have to go through their own initiations, their own life cycles, their own rhythms, you know, because that's part of life. Like, do you know, like, so it doesn't come with the small print off, you know, get your purpose and life will just flow. Like, be it's kind of like the same, you know, if I, yeah, it'll be easy. It'll, it'll just, everything will just come to me. It'll all be effortless. Do you know, like, and it's not that it has to be a struggle, but it's like we're still alive. We're still humans. We're still living in relationships with other people. Do you know, like, so there's mm. still going to be things for us to learn and move through in life. Like, mm. do you know, like, and I think another aspect is that when we sort of hold the purpose up against the lens of what I do, and especially sort of, you know, nearly now has to be like a spiritual purpose. Do you know, like, I, I have to do this. That's my work. Like, I just, I, you can't be a hairdresser you know with you know you can't be a makeup artist unless it's got a spiritual lens you know mm-hmm. through it like and I'm like but like then we begin to devalue things that are so important in society like I meet so many people who are parents and they're like you know like but like you know I, I don't have my purpose and I'm like but like you are raising little beings what if that is your purpose and where in your mind and what made you believe that that is not a worthy purpose like mm. that that is devalued unless you are mm. you know whatever working as a yoga teacher or a Reiki person, you know you're doing something spiritual mm. like you know in inverted commas like and I, I'm just like oh my god we're devaluing things that are so so important to society and how it evolves and grows like mm. do you know like so it's even being aware of have I fallen into the trap of a purpose has to be you know, labeled under the spiritual part, like, and it will be spirit because it's you, like, and it's your essence and your energy. But then fitting it into that box yeah. of, of now I have to promote it and now I have to wrap all of that up into a little box and sell it, like, mm. or else maybe I just live my life, like, and maybe I do have other aspects, but I can be both then as well, like, do you know, like, so sometimes I see with parents it's like this or, but like, I'm either a mother or I'm this. I'm like, mm. but it can actually be both as well, possibly, like, because they're both expressions. Yeah, and, you know, when you were saying, just, you know, you can invert commerce, hairdresser, or, you know, or baker, or whatever it is, it, you know, like, the moment you're a human being, it cannot be not spiritual. <laughs> you might not use a spiritual language, you might not be aware of it, but mm. you cannot be born in this body, breathing, speaking, loving, being in pain, being confused, being excited, having all these experiences and not be spiritual. <laughs> it, it, it's just impossible. It, it might mm. just not look like the idea that has been sold to us what spirituality is. Because I've been seen plenty of, inverted commas, unspiritual things in the spiritual community where mm. I was like, the deeper meaning in that and i've seen some incredible obvious deeply spirit like connected to the human spirit we have it in the language if you just mm. phrase it differently acts of kindness of compassion that didn't happen in a yoga studio that didn't happen in an official healing setting mm. that happened between people between nations you know that moment of forgiveness that moment of deep connection so you know so it 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 doesn't have to be a spiritual environment to to have your purpose your purpose you know it, it's really interesting because we i think we so often on the value the impact we actually have in people's lives we think we need to be a yoga teacher and then there's a certain amount of people in our st- studio and they are the other people we have influence over you can have people in your studio 
that aren't listening to you. Like I've been in mm-hmm. classes where it just wasn't present, you know, and I, you know, maybe on a subtle level of stuff of me, like absorb what the teacher was saying. It was not the, it was not the fault of the teacher. It was just mm. where I am at that point in life. So just because somebody comes to yoga class doesn't mean you have a positive effect on them. You know, it, 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 we just assume that, right? Or the same when you go to shamanic healer or like Reiki practitioner or engage in any, any practices in that. And at the same time, you know, we can have this massive in effect on human people, like human beings in our lives. And we see it oftentimes when we attend funerals or when someone passes, the amount of me, people that have been affected by that person's life. And sometimes, you know, I just wonder if we could see that for ourselves earlier on and not in a big ego mm. way but uh you know i like common sense would say that if, if a yoga teacher passes or somebody who wasn't a yoga teacher passes there's per, like you miss that light in this world full stop right and there are people affected by these people equally and again to think that we are doing a better job at our purpose if we're spiritual or have a lot of people or that attend our classes or you know it's again back to that patriarchy of the numbers mm-hmm. the the quantity is more important than the quality and to, to me purpose goes always back to this what's my reason for being here and with that to me it's always a question of how while i'm alive i'm a part of the solution a part of the problem <laughs> You know, can like this 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 rough idea of like hopefully when I leave this planet, I sort of broke even. <laughs> hopefully I didn't mm-hmm. leave too much damage and kind of and if if that swings a little bit towards the I left it a little better than I found it in a way through any of the ways of my existence, I'd be deeply honored. That would be a huge success, like for my life purpose in that way. But let's just kind of keep it at that. Let's not wreck the place you know with me being alive here so you know if we think of it of 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 purpose through that lens what it becomes i think it becomes wider the lens and i think we start to be more conscious of all the little interactions we have on an everyday life Mm. so if we are yoga teachers not just important how you show up in the yoga class but like how you show up to the people that really trigger the hell out of you Mm. or your friends or the person you think have no you know they can't give you a who shop in your life or you know like that is really how we are affecting this planet, you know, and all the small choices. And so yoga teacher, Reiki practitioner, spiritual world, not spiritual world, to me, that makes no difference. We're all spiritual beings. We don't need a label on it. It's really a matter of how am I showing up? And I think if that's what the spiritual world can give us and remind us that it matters how we show up, it puts the responsibility back into me. It's like when I wake up, Let's deal with my own shit so I don't, you know, blare it out in, in, into the world mm. in that way. Um, yeah, to me, that that's purpose more so than a job description. Mm. I just remember that like, we have the knock-on effect on everybody we're engaging with from mm. every moment, whether we're speaking to them or not. Like, energetically, you're engaging with them. Like, mm. do you know, like, so what are you admitting even in your own frequency in a sense like yeah. do you know it's not about being perfect and all but it's having awareness of maybe I don't need to take all of this anger into space and just hold it maybe I can sit with it myself and move it through me mm-hmm. or just honor that it's here today but I don't need to direct that and throw that 
at everybody else in this space then like mm. that way who have nothing to do with that anger like that it's something internal like so it's to me it's like it's all little smaller things like that people are doing because like, they're the things we remember like yeah we yeah. remember little things where it's just somebody heard us somebody seen us somebody listened to us mm. do you know like and to me when we're really searching for that part of purpose and all like you know when we're really going i need to find it need to find it need to find it like do you know like i think there's a part of us that is looking to be seen like yeah to be deeply seen like mm. that way like because maybe we weren't allowed to be ourselves fully mm. when we were young like that we had to compromise certain parts of ourselves to fit into the mold of the family we were maybe reared in, the school we went to, you know, the college we went to, whatever it may be, like that we sort of tucked away just little parts of ourselves. So when we're looking for our purpose, we're really looking for ourselves. Like yeah. we're really looking for those parts that we've tucked away, suppressed a little bit. And then we're on the journey of giving them the safe space to begin to come out like. Mm. Because in reality, like, not in reality, but I sometimes feel like our, our purpose is usually, not usually, I don't like using definitive something just in all my words, but to me, our par- our purpose are parts of us that we want to express, but they're parts that we're terrified to express at yeah. the same time, like possibly. Yeah. They're parts that maybe we feel are too much. Well, mm-hmm. I've had to put that on the back burner. I had to leave that part behind me because like, Ever told me I was too loud, you know, like you, you, you're too tall to be doing that there, you're too this to be doing that, you know, you're too small, you're too long, you're too wide, you're too everything, you're too smart, you're too stupid, you're everything. Like, do you know, like, so we've hidden those parts. So the actual, in a sense, the healing is to start giving them the space and ourselves to feel safe to hold them again, like mm. for ourselves first, because then we get growing confidence of actually, I can now bring that out into my day to day like mm. you know into my relationship into my family and I'm not going to sacrifice that part of me again like mm. it's a case of in a very pragmatic image put your own you know if you're in a plane put your own mask on before you put the mask over mm. everyone else's you know face to save them it's it's a case of you know in astrology one of the the, the points is that energy of you know the wounded healer in a way so what are the parts within us that are sort of our core wounding and how we're addressing them them and by addressing them as a knock-on effect we give out a different vibrancy vibration resonance into Mm -hmm. the into the world so we sort of bring that goodness into the world but actually by healing ourselves first you know so i think it's it's a case of when it comes to purpose and I don't want this to sound too individualistic, but I think a lot of the times the these concepts are a little bit mixed. It's like by claiming your individuation from your family of origin, by addressing the inner child issues, the mm. the formative years, what you were given and what you were not giving that you needed, and understanding those concepts and addressing them now as an adult, reparenting yourself now. Mm. By doing that work, you're shifting on a deep level the vibration that you're sending out. And that essentially, when you think of your purpose, you got to put your own mask on first, is then rippling on to everyone else. And so this idea of the wounded healer also, when we look at that that sort of frequency through it, the, the astrology chart, gives us an idea where are the places that we don't like to look. 
you know, within ourselves. So I'm fixing everyone else. I'm projecting my dharma, my purpose out into the world. Let me have a certain profession so I can help everyone else, but not actually wanting to look at ourselves. So we put in the, mm. you know, the oxygen mask on everyone else, but never on ourselves. So we don't really get that far if you think about it when you take that analogy. Um, so I think it is, it is this invitation to individuate yourself from your family of origin that the true growing up that, that we see that happens also mm-hmm. in spiralic ways you know and I, and I think in a way it'll happen throughout our entire life I don't think there's a certain cutoff point where we completely like it, that that's that's work in progress but it's not so that you're an individual and you're sovereign and you're doing your own thing you don't care about anybody else it's because you care about everyone in your life you have to do this work so that your shadow your inner child needs, those unclaimed parts of yourselves aren't ruining the relationships, aren't hurting the people around you mm. and yourself. So it is a case of high, high self-responsibility looking at your own shit first and keep doing that because I don't think we're ever done with that. And then at the same time, also looking out into the world and going like, okay, where where can now that part of me that has been integrated be of more use in the world? So it's not about me first, my own mask, and I don't care about anyone. Mm. It's like, put your mask on and then help everyone else to get their mask on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like, well, like, I don't do the healing work to be better than, mm. you know, better than Mary, better than Joe, better than whatever, like, sort of thing. I do all of this healing work so I can be myself more. Mm. So I can allow that part of me, those parts of me that want to come out to really have the space the safety, the integration to actually come out like and for me to hold them within my being so they become part of me again. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like it's like yesterday they called the navel gaze and all there. Like, but to me it's like if it becomes that way then you're either trying to be better than sort of thing, like versus this is this is for me and I know that by me being this, this helps other people to see, oh actually you can let go of those patterns. Oh, you can change direction. Oh, actually, you, you can shift trauma. Like, oh my God, yeah, you can. You can actually be happy. Oh, okay. You know, like you can actually be content. Oh, you can stop striving for more, more, more. Mm. Or you can live life your own way. Do you know, like, so we begin to reflect to each other, like inspire each other, mm-hmm. do you know, of different ways of being in the world. Like, mm. do you know, like, and there's nothing better than seeing someone who is the expression of themselves because in a sense it feeds you. Of course, Do you know, yeah. like you're not taken from them, but it feeds you because you're like, oh, wow, look at that there. And it might give me an idea of what I'm projecting onto them or it could just be admiration of going, wow, isn't that amazing to see? Mm-hmm. I can remember when or I remember seeing them when they first you know, released their first book mm-hmm. or I remember seeing them 10 years ago. And now, wow, I haven't seen my friend in a year and look at the difference. Do you know, like it inspires us that, oh, wow, things can be different like. I yeah. think that's really important because we all live in different head spaces like and some of them are really tough places to be where it's like we feel what's the point nothing can be different yeah do you know like and seeing somebody else just five steps ahead of us not ahead in a sense but just in a different place mm. we can go actually it's possible maybe that is possible yeah yeah and also I think if we think in our own lives the true breakthroughs in our own lives happened from the inside, right? 
like whenever we make big shifts it's usually not because your mom told you to do a certain thing or you know when you're younger you're dad. it's because at some point you realize relating to other people in that way isn't really help, healthy or helpful you know or, or whatever it is but it's it's the inner realization and so I think of purpose in that in that context so instead of me thinking my purpose is to teach other people and I'm going out there and I'm telling other people how to live their life, I think that's pretty assumptuous. I think that's, that's you know, even though it comes from a great place, but I think it's way more powerful by trying to do my own healing work and showing up in this world as, as fully as I can in any given moment as all of who I am. With the idea, well, A, hopefully I'm not making other people's life as much of a misery that maybe like some unhealed, unintegrated aspects of me still did like a few years back. But also with this idea that it gives permission to others to feel inspired, to see that spark within themselves, rather than me telling them, guess what you should do is take this or that job and that would be so down here, you know, and you'd be great at this. And, 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 and you know, whilst it's nice to cheer other people on, but I think to think of purpose in a different way, because if I think of purpose, my purpose, I need to do something out there in the world. It's like, I don't, I don't know. To me, it always sits a little funnily, like me teaching someone else to step up into it. It's, it, it's kind of has this hierarchy to it. It has this really very, very tone because it's like, I might be able to tell you a few bits about your anatomy and a few other bits here and there, but I'm sure you've got life figured out in areas where I don't have a clue. Mm. So, you know, when we think of purpose in that way and bring it back into ourselves, I think it's way more supportive. And it also gives the other person this idea that they found the inspiration within themselves. They don't need to mm -hmm. know that I heard it in a yoga class or that I heard it in a friend or, you know, somebody. A lot of the times we are inspired by people and situation and we're not aware of that. <laughs> it feels like it's like we get this idea. Oh, my God, I get it. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to say that in that circumstance anymore because, like, I'm yeah. hurting people, you know, but it's very rarely do we actually realize when other people inspire us which i kind of like it's the mystery of life do you know there's a yeah, yoga teacher like, well she's yeah. actually a movement just as the last point she's a movement teacher uh -huh. and um she teaches in a way i think i mentioned that last year in a podcast at some point but she teaches clearly with the intention in the room she teaches to a point when she feels the majority of the people starting to get it subconsciously but not consciously yet and then she moves on with the hope that when those people go home and do their own practice, the penny drops there and they think they had the realization all by themselves. Mm. Yeah. And to me, that is purpose work. That is purpose work without the ego because she's not going in and I told these people how to live and help those people in their body. It's like sowing the seeds and not needing recognition for it. Because I think a lot of the times with purpose, there is this, this sneaky need for recognition, you know, like you were saying that earlier being seen, you know, or being approved of, they can kind of slide in there under the heart's desire, obviously to spread love as well, you know. So it's when we direct it back, when our purpose is figuring ourselves out it's like oh yeah it's like there's a bit of work here <laughs> you know because working ourselves mm -hmm. is more difficult than pointing out the things you know it's so much easier to tell our friend what they should do in this relationship mm -hmm. like I, i've got my friend's life sorted out no problem i have no fucking clue about my own life <laughs> you know isn't yeah. that for most of us the case so yeah. you know it's like starting with self i think is is where purpose gets its acceleration point because mm -hmm. you really it's kind of like sort of 
taken from what you were sharing there, like what comes to my mind, is like, you know, in retreats and in classes and even in online things and out there, like, where you, where I see people really light up is when they're allowed just to have conversations with each other. I really just enjoyed that breakout room there, just having that. We were just actually having the chats. We didn't do the exercise. I'm like, deadly, I don't care. Mm. Do you know, like, oh my God, I learned so much just from, you know, we're actually in the same place, but different ways and experiencing differently, but I actually learned to see it this way from, you know, hearing Mary share. And I'm like, deadly, like, mm. you know, like, I, I don't need to be the person taking you there, but people who hold space, hold the space for that to happen, like. Mm. And sometimes we're trying to steer the truck too much. Yeah. We're not allowing the magic to happen. Like mm. we're trying to drag somebody somewhere. Do you know, like, and as much as we might see it as an, you, like, Jesus, you can do that. You can get there. You know, you could do this and you could do this and you could do that. I always think it's so much more empowering when we figure it out ourselves. Mm. Do you know, like, and I've sat often across my own teachers going, Jesus, just tell me, just tell me what to do next. Like, and I know they never will, and that's why I choose them at the same time, because I don't want to be told. Do you know, like, mm. but like to hold the space for the penny to drop somewhere along the way. And sometimes those pennies drop six months down the road, a year down the road, or six years down the road. I don't care. They'll land somewhere. Like, do you know, like, so for me, it's like we, we have to hold that space of when we're exploring ourselves, life and our expression of it. To hold space for the role, we will go through all the cycles of it where we think we're really bloody sure of it. I've got it. Oh, I've got it. I found my purpose and we're going to run with this. To realise, actually, I don't think I actually really like this anymore. To realise, oh my God, now I've lost my purpose and I better find another one ASAP. You know, to, and sometimes there are the places where we just explore ourselves mm. and us and who we are and how we are in the world and what we enjoy and what we don't enjoy and refine ourselves like not as projects but like you're just sitting and refining yourself realizing actually I don't want that anymore that's not how I want to show up in the world mm -hmm. and it doesn't need replaced by anything it's just like a little putting to the side do you know like you're realizing oh I've been adding 16 spoons of sugar to my tea and actually I don't really need that much anymore like mm -hmm. do you know like so to me it's just like you're refining yourself all the time like mm -hmm. you know like and to me I think when I watch people who are in different fields than me and possibly 20, 30 years older than me, I absolutely adore it. Like, because yeah. I'm like going, oh my God, they're actually getting better. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like, and I'm like, I, oh my God, I hope I get better too. <laughs> Do you know, like, Asin, I hope I get to express more of me. Well, you know, and that's the other part, the curiosity around our purpose and this idea of growing into a purpose as we age so kind of like good cheese getting better or good wine as we're getting older you know it's counterintuitive to how most of our society lives right because if you take a lot of jobs you know if you're in your 20s and 30s you're powerful in your 40s and 50s you're not being seen anymore or feel not seen and so it's no surprise that purpose sometimes gets jumped in there and like our need for like, I better get in line with my purpose quickly because like I'm running out of time because mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm not on purpose by 35, I fucking miss the boat, <laughs> you know? Because we yeah. kind of think deep down that it goes downhill from a certain time of a, like a certain age. Mm -hmm. um, but again, purpose in that way can have such a, and, and it kind of perpetuates that angst that we feel in society. Uh, mm. And when we kind of flip that and give ourselves permission to continuously remember ourselves in ever deeper ways, you know, 
that that it means like we can get better with it we can get better being us we can be more refined we can get more wisdom we're more I don't want to say more on purpose where we feel the purpose when we talk about soul-led business a soul-led life I'm feeling that my choices are coming from a deeper place rather than Mm. from an external place. Like how I interact with people, I feel more grounded. I can be more present when I'm with that person rather than so much in my head worrying about that person thinks about me and like, you know, that kind of stuff that we go. So as we go through life, it's like growing into our wisdom and growing into our purpose to me could also hand in hand. And even though it is Mm. a timeline, it's also has nothing to do with time either, you know, like because sometimes we can be so on and the next day we can be so off. It, it's it's it just happens and all yeah. of that is part of life like, like you said at the very beginning I think what else would we be doing <laughs> you know I don't know maybe that's just like I get go there sometimes in my place in my head in my thinking I'm like if it wasn't for figuring out my purpose what the hell would I be doing here on planet earth <laughs> you know what I mean like if I if I knew what my purpose was when I like five years old and that was it not to start at knowing my purpose and then knowing it deeper and deeper over the years but like like how freaking boring would it be just to go around the same block over and over and over again, having the same experience, doing the same thing. It's like, it's a cul-de-sac at age five to me. So in a way, I love the mystery. I love the not knowing. That's like what keeps me also excited. You know, not, not just that, because that's also a spike in adrenals. <laughs> 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 and we have enough of that at the same time. But just like, you know, also making peace with like, most likely you're not going to figure out your purpose completely or you might not get your purpose into a sentence because let's take it just one more step and go Mm. one first step further and go try and define your best friend the person that you love so much or your partner the person you love the most try and define them in one sentence that's impossible like Mm. you're losing out on something and so and that is something as like that you see maybe every day the person how they interact their ways you know like purpose can be even more elusive so trying to find yourself and your purpose in one sentence is like it's like it's when we look at it that way it's like mm-hmm. it, it becomes clear why it's so difficult and why we struggle so there's nothing wrong with you if you don't know your purpose if you don't have an elevator speech <laughs> you know if someone wants to <laughs> come up with a business opportunity have your one one uh-huh. sentence statement you know two minutes to convince them you're the one to hire because you're the best at your purpose and you drive it home you know like a bit over the top explain but you know we kind of get lost sometimes in those things so you're fine mm-hmm. we're all fine yeah. and not in this moment we're all fine in this very moment we <laughs> really tune in we can find that place of a school this is actually fucking grand like even though our head will be going crazy like it doesn't mean but, that we want to be there for the next five years right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you but know we- even for the next moment but it's just like Let's take a chill. Let's take a moment and breathe and go and gathering back to the self. Yeah. Which is what we're chatting about. Like if purpose Mm -hmm. is there's a part of me that is that diamond within me and then there's all the horse shit and the nail polish on top of it that way. Like I I can keep digging at that horse shit and that nail polish. But what about every so often I actually just come into that diamond? Yeah. Do you know, like and actually just be with that part of myself, like. Do you know, like, and let the horse shit be there. Let the nail polish of how I try and make myself look all, you know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm really good. Do you know, like on top, be in there and actually like feed and be with and tend to that part of me. Like, because even no matter what age I am, I can look back now and I can still, you can still see, you know, your trajectory in a sense. But if you allow yourself to begin to play with and imagine, do you know, like what, 
was my true expressions of self expressions, not expression, just one, yeah. but all little ways were at little places and ways and beings and things where I just feel that's just me. Mm. Do you know, like, and I remember I was chatting to somebody recently, they go, just standing beside the water, running and following the water. They remember that from when they were really little. That's when I felt like me. And I go, I'm not asking you to, I would, but I'm not asking you this minute to start running along the water. Mm. But remember that feeling. And mm. what's that feeling? Do you know, like, and then we can start cultivating that there. Like, because to me from, like most of us will go on t- different sort of voyages, trajectories in ourselves. And the usual starting question is there has to be more to life than this. Mm. Do you know, like, when, that's why I say, like, what else would I be doing? Mm. Because I would be sitting still and accountants are going, there has to be more to life than this crap. Like, mm. Do you know, of the humdrum, of the straight line across life, like of no life force, no vitality, no excitement, no, no growth. Look Do you know, like, yeah, the growth ass and your manager, you're this and you're that and blah, 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 but nothing inside getting fed, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's, that's the mystery of it as well, how, and kind of what, what can wreck our normal human head at times is that, addressing all the shadows the inner child stuff the you know all those layers is really important and at the same time you sometimes get a free pass and go past here and can go all the way around you know and go straight to the diamond like there are those moments where you Mm. you don't need to bow down and apologize for who you are and dig into the depth and and solve this and reconcile this sometimes there are these moments where you get the straight straight inward journey and you're just there in that diamond you're just in mm. in your beingness and then other days it's time to look at the stuff you don't want to look at but it's it's mm-hmm. like it's both is present like, it's not like when you have cleared out your inner child stuff when you've cleared out your shadows when mm. you've reparented yourself like you know all of those things and when you've done all of them in a linear way that's when you get access to your purpose now but it, it it's like if you don't look at that, it can be really difficult to get access to. But when you look at it, you get access to, but it's not directly connected mm. with the work that you're doing. It's like these synchronicities in life. The way I can explain it, like early on when I was teaching yoga, I was like advertising, physically dropping little like post um, business cards into people's letterboxes in around the area where I was teaching. And somehow more and more people came into my class, but they weren't from because I got them to fill out their address. It was old school at the time, uh, and they weren't from the they weren't from from the streets and the roads where I actually dropped mm. into the letterboxes. So it was like, okay, gonna stop advertising there altogether, and then people stopped coming. So it's like, how are the two connected? And I could never quite figure it out. But it's a way of, it's like life efforting you. It's asking you to put effort mm. into what means something to you, but the way it the energy comes back to you might come from a totally different place right not connected seemingly in this physical realm and i think dharma is similar when we refuse to look at all our shit like it can be really difficult to get that free pass every once in a while to feel who we are it's not that it's impossible but it also seems like that when we look at that at the same time we can get access so it's not like you have to finish and clear out all your stuff and then you get access to it so it's it's a little bit of a i think for the mind a weird one to wrap your sort of head around Mm -hmm. um for me i see it as when you allow yourself, like that's with us all the time, like our mm. diamond is with us all the time. We can create and cultivate spaces where we allow ourselves just to be with it. 
without it feeling in a certain way or informing us of what to do next or anything else but feel that part of us that is still like that knows even if we don't know what it knows like and then that resources us mm. and gives us energy and life force then to meet the challenges like if we don't if we don't sort of start clearing the challenges to me it's like you're looking at yourself through really dirty greasy you put Vaseline over your glasses like do you know like so you can't actually see yourself for the fullness of who you are because you're looking through it through a very tainted lens maybe mm. of you you'll amount to nothing everybody everybody in this family is xyz do you know all the Mm-hmm. the programming that comes through life like so we have to sort of to me I have to clean the little lenses like so I can see myself mm-hmm. and then hopefully I can see other people like and I think something I, like I want to share with people is that we we sort of look at our life as from when I'm born to when I die like and I have to achieve all of that there in this moment but if we believe maybe on an extended timeline what happens if I'm not meant to do that actually the full swing in this lifetime? Mm-hmm. Can I make peace with that? Knowing that maybe I just need to complete or forgive or do, you know, learn to love myself or learn just to listen to myself, learn just to sit in stillness. Maybe that's my whole purpose in this lifetime. And that is enough. Like, mm-hmm. So what is enough? Like, Because sometimes we're sitting, mm-hmm. it'll never be enough. Like, yeah. Do you know, like, so it's like the eagle view us and this is one sort of spoke on the entire wheel of my life like I love that and can I allow that to be enough yeah yeah that's beautiful so on that little note will we wrap up and we will maybe mm-hmm. continue we'll see where the flow goes we may continue next week um, as always um, if you have questions actually mm-hmm. we're not chatting about the business side of stuff but if you have questions around purpose dharma all those questions, the mind stuff that goes on or the blocks around it, the challenges or your experience of it even like and what you found helpful or where you found clunkiness. And we'd love to hear from you. As always, just the emails or the DM things are in the little show notes. Um, yeah, so otherwise, enjoy the week ahead and we look forward to connecting next week. Thank you. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosalind McNally and BB Dallin. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.